your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am back. I don't know what I'm going to do today, but I'm back. 608-785-7914. Thanks to Mike Hayes for filling in for me last week. I think he did anyway. Uh, we'll see. I could go back to the logs and look. We had a lot of things happen that I tried to just not pay attention to. So I'm trying to catch up. I've been trying to catch up. If you got anything you want to talk about, I don't have any guests today. So I'm going to need your help to get through the hour. 608-785-7914. I do have a couple of, of topics I want to talk about. Uh, there's there's It's committee week, so uh, I don't know if Brad's going to pop in here or not, but it's committee week, and, and he's already been w- watching the city plan commission meeting. Uh, there's the big two... Uh, the Judiciary and Finance and uh, those meetings on Tuesday and Thursday. School board meeting tonight. We got a new school board president, I guess, last week. I'm going to have to talk to her. Annie Bauman, new school board president. Congrats on that. I uh, haven't talked to her because the media, well, I guess I could talk to her, but the media can't talk to school board people until now Brad Waddle's in I'm here. Oh, you're popping in. Yes. I th- I Waddling. Call, I, well, I call it Waddle because I, I, you're kind of like Danny DeVito, the penguin. I'm, I, 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 I could consider myself the penguin. A little bit. Yeah, you do that I'm once Burgess in a while. Meredith. I feel like you're not Danny DeVito's size. It would be interesting to see. I am a little see. tall. I have met Danny have DeVito met in Vin- person. I am maybe an inch or two taller than he is. Oh, he's, okay. So he's yeah. actually taller than He's about than five I, feet. Uh, you've met Danny DeVito now? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What Can you just tell that story? Uh, he was here uh, right before the 2012 election campaigning for Obama oh, over really? over at UWL. Okay. And he and uh, some... Wait, what was that? What, what In what regard? How was he campaigning? The, it was the weekend before the election. Was he here and with Obama he was or here, something? No, no. He, that, that, no, that's an interesting... I, I've never met Obama personally, but the night before that, I went down to Dubuque where Obama had... A, a campaign rally yeah. and saw the rally there. Yeah. Okay. Then the next day, and it's two days before the election, he's running for re-election against Mitt Romney, and uh, they they brought in a group of celebrities, and I'm I'm trying to remember who some of the uh, like Adam Pally and there are there people from different shows. I mean, this is there were one or two other people who co-starred with Danny DeVito on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, that group coming in and oh, and, really? and doing a rally at UWL in in on behalf of go out and vote for Obama, and Danny DeVito was there, and so that that was pretty cool, and and the thing is that I said I know Mary Lou Henner because it's like so, I'm one of I'm one of the memory people. And it's like oh yeah, that's so right. Was it was it Charlie Day? It uh, Charlie Kelly. I think uh, no, Rob McElhenney. I think was oh Rob. One of I the just guys. shared a post by Rob today. It I, was an old post. I do. I'd have to look back, but I think it was Rob McElhenney that I talked to. So. Okay, and you talked. It to wasn't De- it wasn't Charlie Day there. I don't think, but yeah. And but, you talked to Devito. Oh yeah. What, what did you talk? You, like, you talked to him about Obama, obviously. Yeah. Because you didn't throw in like hey. You were pretty good in that Batman movie or anything like that. <laughs> no, I didn't, didn't talk to him. I'm sure sunny. other people. And then and then, then Brian from The Rock also talked to him individually as well because he wanted to talk to Oh, Dave, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Always, I mean. Oh, yeah. So it was cool. I would, and I, I'm, 
and uh, I mentioned, well, I know Mary Lou Henry because we're, we're that memory group. And he said, oh, yeah, well, you remember what day that was? And I told him what day it was. It's like, of course, he remembers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Um, Okay, so Danny DeVito is pretty famous. On the hierarchy of famous people that Brad Williams has met, uh, do you have, like, a top five? Well, I've met two presidents. Three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, was, so far. So what? So do you have a top five? Do you like, think? You... Uh, I, I, I think about that, and uh, I, I just really haven't put together a whole list. I, I, I haven't many. tried to put a hierarchy because there are so many. There are so many in the course of because you, you either... could just go to the the old Jeopardy host. You could say him, Alex uh, Trebek, Alex Trebek, or the current Jeopardy were... host, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings, he's not. He wouldn't be in your top one hundred, Brett. Well, um, you could no, go. No, but... uh, you met the Sawyer from Lost because you were on that show. I'm right. just doing the shows that you were on. The shows I'm on. Well, on then you Jimmy could Kimmel. get Jimmy Kimmel, Regis and Kelly, yeah, Leslie Stahl Regis, from sixty no, minutes. No, you could do Regis and Kelly and Kelly. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy the Kimmel, Sawyer from Lost. I don't know his name actually. Yeah, Josh, Danny uh, DeVito. Uh, Alex Trebek. Yeah, um, we're just talking TV people here. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then you're, the two presidents would be presidents would be Carter, and I've I spoke to Ford. And uh, now, when you say is, you met when, them, like me, how did, meeting as you know, having a face to face, yeah, yeah, part of a part of a news conference, right? Yeah, as opposed to uh, like a 60 minutes where you sit and, down and Bush 41. Bush 41, where you sit down uh, uncomfortably close in two like, chairs. They do that on sports interviews all the time. No, no. <laughs> Haven't done that with a president. Haven't done like a 60 Minutes type no, interview. No, maybe a future president I have. but uh, <laughs> So that's that's three presidents I've talked to in on, in person. And that's not even why I came in here. I know, but it's more. It's way <laughs> yeah, more it, interesting. Well, it's, when you, it's when you more, mentioned Danny, more interesting than so, talking about, oh, what the JNA well, committee the thing, is going to do. Here's the thing I think about like a lot of times is, as a lot of these people age, and you've gone through this a little bit, but like Danny yeah. DeVito is like a national treasure. I he think. is, yeah. Yeah, people and, love him. And, and I have yet to get to Jersey Mike's. <laughs> he does the commercials for oh, Um I'm looking up his age now. Um, <laughs> but these people are going 70s. to be gone. You know, this is yeah, 78. You know, so He's 78 years old, it's, but but that makes sense because he was in he was on Taxi and he was in uh, Cuckoo's Nest, which is almost 50 years ago. He was the director of Matilda, and he it, like, yes. He, there's a great story about Danny DeVito and Matilda. Like he, oh. his mom was um, stricken with life threatening cancer. Uh. Not his mom, the Matilda, the the, the girl, okay. the, the actress oh, Matilda. Right. So her, her mom, I should say, yes. had life threatening cancer. Okay. And um, so Danny took care of her during mm-hmm. that time, I guess. Sure. I, this is a meme I've read. And then uh, they got a, 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 a early screening for the mother right. so they could watch that movie sure. before. And then she she passed mm-hmm. away. So it's kind of sad. But National tre- Treasure, Danny DeVito, yep. Brad Williams has met her. But it's committee week. Her, Let's him. get this out before we got two minutes here before the break. Uh, before you got to do the news, uh, yeah, city, the, plan city plan just commission just And we could talk about this a little bit. 608-785-7914. Um, one of the things, a duplex on Ward Avenue. What is a duplex? Is that rentals or is it's, that like it's, two people buy it's, a It's uh, rentals because instead of having one family live in a house, you split the house in two. Or you, you, know, you have, But you could buy each side of the house. You can rent because my family lived in a duplex for a few years. So is a condo machine. where you buy it and a duplex is where you rent it? Is that yeah, the difference? pretty much. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So, so the, the, a duplex but, at Ward but Avenue. It's, it's a whole, and this brings up a whole discussion. It doesn't even have to be Ward Avenue. It could be any residential. I mean, there's talk about this on Cass Street and, and King Street and different places about uh, most of the houses on the block are single-family houses. Yeah. And the concern is, and especially if you get near the campus area, Ward Avenue is not anywhere near campus. Yeah, but, down by train. Yeah. Side. But you get... Especially if you get in the uh, campus neighborhoods, you're saying, well, this is going to disrupt the neighborhood. If one house becomes a duplex or rents out to students, for example, then what's to stop other houses from doing it? And then it's all going to be apartments and it's going to be partying and and so on. And uh, so Yeah, it is interesting how it gets to partying or like or, <laughs> or congestion or just, or just too many yes, cars congestion and, and no place to park because you got apartments there it's, they, they take up all the parking spaces on the street because it's never about rent and uh the you know pillaging uh it, students it's for worrying high rent about rates. what these new neighbors are going to be like yeah exactly it's never about just you know the, oh they're the, not neighborly neighbors is it's, what, never, what, what it's never guy. about the affordability of living in the cross um it, the it, other thing a, a drive-through coffee kiosk downtown across kind of from burger king kind of in the old not really the tri- I feel like the Tribune Close parking to the old lot. Tribune parking lot, but yeah. it, more like the the corner uh, right near Hampton Inn. Yeah, so 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 if you're if you're driving right, but a, but know, a kiosk from ours, there from the station here, and you drive you try to go to Lacrosse Street, and that's where it is. It would be on as you're looking at City Hall across the street. It would be to your right. Do we need another drive-through? Do we need another coffee shop? In Lacrosse, and should the city uh, be be the, I don't know the the group that says no to something like that? That's or, partly, or, but in this in this particular case, it's a request. The zoning is a, a zoning, off. and whether in this particular area they say, well, if you're going to build something here, it's a downtown. You got to build it at least two stories. Yeah, the and and the the uh, person who wants to build it wants an exemption because. You don't have a two-story coffee yeah. kiosk. Not a lot of two-story coffee kiosks, no. but it's also about utilizing. We could talk about it. 608-785-7914. That's Brad Williams. He's going to run back to the newsroom. Thanks, Danny Brad. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny, just yelling Danny DeVito. Uh, that wasn't a terrible impression. You should just do Danny DeVito impressions, I think, Brad. Um, all right. When we come back, uh, a couple of things on wisdomdews.com that I want to talk about as I filibuster here so Brad can get back to the newsroom. But one, uh, a Republican bill would allow 14-year-olds to serve alcohol in Wisconsin. Uh, this kind of coincides with something that I saw in my email as I was going back through the thousands of old emails over the past week that I missed because I just turned notifications off on my email and didn't check any. And uh, Steve Doyle put out a, a, a statement on workforce on the the... Well, he he kind of headlined it. Representative Doyle disappointed. I think he spelled disappointed wrong. Let me see here. Yeah, disappointed. Yep, spelled it wrong. <laughs> In lack of meaningful action. So Doyle didn't spell check that. Good job, Steve. <laughs> but uh, just uh, I, I guess maybe some some legislation going down or, or or talks about legislation going down over the last week and and not none of it very helpful to the state's workforce shortage. But here we have legislation. I wonder if Doyle's happy about that. We'll have 14-year-olds in the bar serving alcohol. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Good day to do that. Is that I have a, any guests unless you count Brad? He's always in here. So is he a guest if he lives here? He's a cot in the back. 
All right, so uh, we were talking about some of the things. It's committee week, so big committee meetings Tuesday and Thursday in the city in City Hall, and uh, it was a was a meeting today. City Planning Commission met today. School board meeting tonight at six. Uh, if you want to go check that agenda, I was I was kind of browsing through it, but um, uh, nothing really. Either I got to do a preview days before, or I got to do a post view uh, the day after. So I mean, talking about the school board meeting at this point, kind of moot because it's going to happen in thirty minutes. So if you want to go watch the school board meeting, go feel free. Um, but City Planning Commission talked about a duplex on Ward Avenue. Um, this this got this kind of relates to something I saw over the weekend. I just I it, sometimes I just send myself stuff and go, mm, this might be interesting to talk about if I don't have anything to talk about. And then yeah, today is not that I don't have anything to talk about, but if I don't have a guest and we're not talking about a certain subject, and in regards to that, I do have a guest tomorrow. Uh, his name is Brad Paff. He's a state senator. So we could talk about, you know, legislations going on, the, the hearings and the talks that are happening with the state budget. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to talk state budget with John Havlicek. And Thursday, we're going to talk science with Spencer Wilkin. Um, but one of these things I just kind of sent to myself is, is uh, you know, people complain about, oh, if we're going to put a duplex up, this is all single family homes in this neighborhood. What, whatever it is, usually, right? If it's not, you live in a neighborhood and somebody else wants to move in build a house if there's a vacant lot. Not a whole lot of those in La Crosse, right? No problem there. But if somebody wants to do something other than a house, there's always a problem. Whether, you know, we did that uh, a couple years ago with like a like a rehab. Was it a veteran's rehab? It was like a rehab facility, right? Um, a homeless facility, we've argued about that, like helping the homeless. We don't want the We want to help the homeless unless they're next door to me. Then, you know, I'll move if you're going to put that there. Um but I, but I saw this and then, but the, the conversation is never about like, if you're going to put a bunch of duplexes and now we're just going to have more rentals. I shouldn't say never. That's, that's sometimes part of the conversation. Condos would be one thing. Cause then you're, if, if, if I'm distinguishing it's right, a condo you buy half, it's like half a house, you buy one half, someone else buys the other half. And then duplex is kind of similar, but you're renting. Right. Um, but, but it is, do we, we talked about this with. Uh, Habitat's Kaya Fox. Just the is there too many rentals in the cross? Is there not enough rentals in the cross? We have a situation here, but but what I thought was interesting over the weekend, I just I, like Facebook Marketplace. You you click on it, and it'll it kind of suggests things for you, right? You hit local, so I, it suggested uh, an apartment for some reason. Thought maybe I should move to Lacrosse, and I just looked at it, and it was like one bedroom. It was a house. It was a one bedroom, one bath house, and it was like twelve hundred bucks. No, it was a thousand bucks. Two beds, one bath, thousand bucks. And so I clicked on that person's name to see, you know, is he, the, you know, like what's the deal here? And and then they had like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They had seven different houses listed. And I don't know if this person is just working for a bunch of people trying to rent out houses, or if this person owns a bunch of houses. But they were all like a eight hundred to a thousand bucks. They were all one bed, one ba- one bed, one bath apartment, seven twenty five. Three bed, one bath house, twelve hundred dollars. Uh, another one I did. Uh, two bed, one bath, nine seventy five. One bed, one bath, eight hundred thousand bucks. Two bed, one bath. So uh, you know between seven hundred and, and twelve hundred bucks for for kind of you know two bedroom or one bedroom apartments or houses that are you know going to be your apartments. From from what I could tell, that were you were renting a house, and I was just like, that's a lot. <laughs> And and that's a lot for one person to be listing on a marketplace, it's like seven different places, seven different houses. Does this person own all these houses? Because you get into a point here where 
those are mortgage payments. And should someone own seven different houses and then just be like ripping everyone off for rent? Because a thousand bucks for rent is also my mortgage payment. Although mortgage now is probably way more than that, right? Because they've they've jacked the uh, the price up on those. But it just got me thinking, like, how many houses should one person own? How many duplexes should one person own? How many apartment buildings should one person own? Because then you kind of get into a monopoly situation. Then they can kind of determine how much rent should be. And man, when I was when I was renting in Winona, I had a pretty nice two bedroom, one bathroom apartment. And it was real close to a park. It was in Goodview, uh, and it was five fifty, and that's Winona here. So it's double that now. Ten years later, ten years later, maybe twenty years later, sometime later. Uh, I don't want to admit it was twenty years later, but man, rent rent is a mortgage payment now because that's what my mortgage is. It's about it's about thousand bucks plus everything else, right? But a thousand bucks just seems like a lot. Um, but I but I don't really know how it works. So how much should should rent just if somebody owns a house? Should the rent be what that person would charge for would be charged for a mortgage? I don't know. So anyway, so a duplex on Ward Avenue is going to be in front of one of these committees Tuesday or Thursday. Uh, I, I imagine they want to. It, it, like it's it's an interesting it's always the same dilemma when you, when you talk about like who's opposed is this for the greater good uh, we see this with the fish hatchery building in Riverside Park the people that live across from Riverside Park in those apartments don't want a wedding venue in that fish hatchery of course not but although they the, that one's goofy because they live next to a park but they don't want like music play, being played at night although they do that on Thursdays uh, Moon Tune's gonna start here pretty quick. <laughs> So, like, and then they show up in droves, right? If 50 people show up to oppose a thing, then we should we should listen to them because they're all opposed to it. Nobody's, there's not 50 people showing up to be for this thing, but that's how this stuff works, right? If you're mad at something, you're going to go be mad at it. If you're happy with something, you're not exactly going to go and tell people you're happy with it. Uh, but maybe we need to do a little bit more of that. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm going to get to the story, two stories on, on wisdomnews.com, out of the AP, out of state, from from uh, from Madison here, just just on some legislation going down. So one I, I mentioned, the other one I haven't mentioned yet, but one is uh, allowing 14-year-olds to serve alcohol in Wisconsin. And this, it's kind of buried in the headline. It's, it's not bartenders. So 14-year-olds wouldn't be bartenders. But they would be able to go to the bar... So, so it's kind of a weird, it's weird because it's like uh, 14 year olds could serve alcohol to seated, quote unquote, seated customers, but not at the bar. But aren't people at the bar seated? So I don't know how that works. Maybe, maybe there needs to be some rewording there. Uh, 18 year olds can do this right now, but you can't. Do we need 14 to 17 year olds doing this? Serving alcohol? Do we need them working? Do we need them? Do we need them in this capacity? Uh, but this goes. This kind of coincides with uh, Steve Doyle's uh, statement yes last week on a workforce shortage. Uh, Steve Doyle, state rep in Alaska, uh, Wisconsin has a workforce shortage. Doyle said we've had one for more than a decade now. Unfortunately, we've also refused to meaningfully act to resolve that problem for the last decade. Wisconsin unemployment rate is a record low, two and a half percent. An unemployment rate that low means that if we want more people in the workforce. 
We need to work diligently to remove their barriers to entry. For example, people with young children can't go to work if they do not have access to affordable quality health care. Well, you know what you do there, Doyle, is you allow those children to just go to the bar and serve alcohol. <laughs> but <laughs> Doyle continues, Wisconsin's unemployment rate, uh, no wait, uh, when, I, when I learned that today's legislative session, this was April 25th, was going on to focus on the workforce shortage, I was thrilled. I've heard, a const- I've heard a constant rallying cry from business owners all over the district that they need more workers. I was glad I was getting that opportunity to help them achieve that goal. After all, that's why I ran for re-election. Huh? Anyway, he continues, When I read the, the bills on today's calendar, though, I was left with a pit in my stomach. Nothing we were taking up today would help these small businesses at all. I remain hopeful that we will address the real issues like the child care crisis in the state budget. But spending full days on political games does not instill confidence. I guess I got to get Doyle in here to tell me what the bills were that weren't going to be very helpful. Links, Doyle, put those in the put those in your uh, email. So anyway, we got to go back to the news. Brad Williams coming up. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom back from a week off. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Good day to do that because I'm my only guest besides Brad, but we don't count him. Uh, I was talking about the the uh, the workforce shortage. Uh, Steve Doyle put out a, a, a statement last week, just kind of disappointed in what was going down in Madison. Didn't put exactly what was going down in Madison, so I actually uh, don't, don't know some of the details, but there was... A bill floated out today, or there was some reporting on a bill that was floated out to allow 14-year-olds to serve alcohol in Wisconsin. Now, immediately, you think, oh, they're <laughs> going to let 14-year-olds bartend, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, they, can, they can't serve alcohol to bars. They can only serve to seated customers. So I'm guessing when you say seated, you mean at a table that's at ground level, not the bar tables. So that, maybe they wouldn't even be able to be in the bar. I don't know. Uh, it's a little vague there, but uh, the current age limit on serving alcohol, 18, uh, but from not, yeah, 18, but the uh, the statement here from the, the Republicans that put this out, the current age limit causes workforce issues due to an establishment's underage employee only being able to do part of their job. I'm not so sure we need 14-year-olds to be serving alcohol or serving in those kind of jobs. I don't know. Maybe just maybe just picking up the dishes at this point, right? 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Caller, who's this? Tom. Hey, Tom, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, I, I have a question. Is Has Eric from Sparta, has he been banned from WISM? Or I haven't heard him on here for quite a while. I think he was on, well, I was gone last week, but he was on, he doesn't call 11 times a show anymore, so there's that. But. <laughs> Um, no, okay. he, he maybe that's why I yeah. haven't heard him. Yeah, he 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 he'll call. Is that all you got, Tom? Yeah, that's it. All right, okay. Thanks. Worried about Eric for Sparta. No, Eric Eric's called in. I think the last time I'm Trigoski was in here, maybe two times ago, uh, Eric had called in and asked Doctor Anthony Trigoski something. I don't recall what it was, but no, I don't I don't ban Eric. Just sometimes, uh, well, he doesn't call eleven times a show, so usually he takes his call if he calls. Um, all right, workforce. Uh, the, the, the other the other story 
on wisdomnews.com from the AP today. Wisconsin Republican lawmaker wants wide youth social media limits. So uh, essentially the government's going to impose regulations on kids' ability to use Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat. Um, so I, I don't have kids. I can't can't pretend to... I mean, I know how I use my phone. So as a parent, how impossible would it be to control your kid's use of social media? That'd be impossible to do. A bill going through the state right now wants to limit this use based on, but, but, but wants the regulations to be on the social media apps themselves. Which I don't know how you make them do that. You impose limits on so time limits, so from like 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., kids wouldn't be able to use social media, so wouldn't be able to go on there at all. Uh, parents would have full access to ch- the children's accounts, so you, you wouldn't have to, uh, I don't know, do you not have, I mean, can't you just take your kid's phone at this point if you really needed to see something? I mean, what's what's that mean? I mean, full access, does that mean you could get your kid's accounts on your phone? Do you guys give your parent? do you guys give your kids some leeway? When they're using social media, do you kids do you parents let your kids use social media? What's the right age to let your kids have a have a phone, b have social media, b which ones? So there's th- this kind of coincides with like trying to ban TikTok uh, because quote unquote China, uh, and it's always funny because we're worried about China stealing all our information, but not about Mark Zuckerberg. But when Mark Zuckerberg wants to fund elections, and we're really worried about it, so. Um, I don't. I don't know the the huge difference there. I, I I do know a lot of kids that you. I know a lot of kids use TikTok, use Snapchat. I think Snapchat's kind of the one to go to to communicate. Um, but yeah. So a bill, uh, you would have to verify your age as a Wisconsin user. I'm not sure how you do that. So I got to tell the social media app. I got to prove to them that I'm over. It says uh, I think over eighteen. Yeah, over eighteen, eighteen or older. So how do I do that? So I got to give the social media app my information <laughs> to prove that I'm 18 year old. Now I'm giving them information. So I don't want to do that. Do I just have to tell them my birthday? So any kid could do that and lie, right? Um, yeah, parents' permission to, to open. They have to get parents' permission to open accounts. I don't know how that works. Is it one time? You got to get up in the morning and the parents got to click. Here's permission. Um, no social media between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. I said that one. Uh, set protections for minors, including limits on data sharing and advertising for youth accounts. So I'm not so I'm not so sure what data sharing means. Like they can't send a certain amount of of like megabytes. Is that what that means? So if you one kid sent another kid a video or kids receiving videos, I feel like kids are going to be sending like pretty goofy stuff all the time, right? Like videos. Uh but advertising I could see like some some of the advertising, we could regulate that a little bit. I feel like the the advertising is probably the best part of this bill. Uh, but having the government do be the parents here seems a little weird. But I don't have kids, so I don't know how how hard it is to regulate <laughs> as a parent your kid's social media use. I would imagine uh, when when it says uh, no social media for kids on eighteen under eighteen from ten p.m. to seven a.m. That's called give me your phone, right? <laughs> like at ten p.m., go in your kid's room and say give me your phone. And I will give it back to you when you get up in the morning. Seems pretty easy. And then you go put the phone in your drawer next to your bed or something, right? Like, and then the kid would have to sneak in and get it. 
And if he sneaks into the parents' room at the wrong time, we don't even want to talk about it, right? Scarred for life. Um, but I don't know. So that one, that seems easy. I don't, having, having parents give permission, I feel like these are all just like, so the Wisconsin legislature wants to be the parents of social media. Uh, it seems a little goofy to me, but I, again, I'm, I'm coming at, from, from this as a social media user that isn't trying to regulate my own kids because I don't have kids. Um, so you have to tell me, 608-785-7914, how hard is it to regulate or do you even care to regulate your kid's social media use? Could you put a timer? Kids can only use it for an hour. In China, this is already a thing, I think, with TikTok. I think the the kids only get about like 45 minutes or an hour a day to use it, and then it just turns off. So would that be the way to go for all these apps? They, they stay on for 45 minutes, an hour? Is that long enough? Do you care? I mean, what happens when, you know, you want to watch a movie and your kid's like, hey, Dad, let's go play. And you're like, well, can't you just go on TikTok for a while? I'm trying to finish up this. I got to catch up on Picard. That's what I did all week. <laughs> um, okay, so, so this is coincided with something I saw on social media, too. Kind of a funny, this is kind of like the opposite of, of an old man yelling, get off my lawn to the kids. Uh, but there's, there's, a, there's a couple of different lacrosse groups on Facebook, and these just pop up randomly. And sometimes they're funny. Sometimes one, the parking one's kind of funny sometimes because people are mad when uh, you take a picture of somebody parked on the yellow line at Walmart. And you're like, look at this guy. He doesn't know how to park. Uh, but this is just a general lacrosse one. And, and, and this person is basically... Uh, played in hide-and-seek hide and in the decades before kids were glued to screens wasn't unique to lacrosse, of course, but I suspect we played it more than the kids in many cities and kids do today. So somebody's on Facebook complaining that kids don't play hide-and-seek anymore. So, And essentially, this goes right back to, are your kids not playing hide-and-seek? Is it playing? Do you play hide-and-seek? Sounds weird. It's like playing track. Like you play football, but do you play track? I always used to say I played track in high school. Uh, but yeah, so this guy, uh, kind of the off, the opposite of get off my lawn. It's like, get on my lawn. Um, it, part of his rant is most houses had yards, bushes, trees, and garages to hide behind. So now we don't even have these things, apparently. Uh, there were alleys, nearby playgrounds, and parks. Apparently, we don't have alleys, nearby playgrounds, and parks. Uh, neighborhoods were friendly and safe. Okay, well, maybe not. <laughs> Older kids looked after younger kids. That's how I remember it. So essentially, these things aren't happening today. Do, you, do your kids play hide-and-go-seek? Do your kids play, play TikTok, play on TikTok, play on their phones instead of playing hide-and-go-seek? I mean, then it would be a pretty nice day to go outside and play hide-and-go-seek. I want to say we played, we didn't call it hide-and-go-seek. We, we played night games. We just called it night games. And uh, went to the, the neighborhood. The church had a giant yard. And we just, we, it was hide-and-go-seek with teams. One person was it, and they had to find everyone else. And I want to say we played that until we were seniors in high school. <laughs> so, uh, And we didn't have phones either. But I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like this is just old man yelling. Hey, kids, don't play hide-and-go-seek. Also, this is a rant posted on Facebook. So old man yelling on Facebook about kids being on, essentially, Facebook too much. The irony. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, back from a week off. Thank you again to Mike Hayes for filling in, doing double two-a-days. That's what we call it. Former football players call, call these two-a-days when you got to do a show in the morning and show in the afternoon. Uh, I was kind of ranting about the a bill in Wisconsin being proposed, and this is 
feel like this is just more of an interesting topic to talk about versus something that's actually going to become law in Wisconsin, but the the ability to limit social media and the idea that a Republican proposed this and wants the government to regulate social media. So, you know, big government comes in and, t- and does the parenting for you. But I feel like a lot of these things is just mom and dad can either take the phone or do this stuff on their own. But maybe it's harder than that. I don't I don't have kids, so I don't, I don't want to pretend to know. I have a phone, so I could understand all the time. The kid's going to have the phone all the time. But the the easiest one on here is just to, at 10 p.m. Take the phone, put it put it in a lockbox or something, put it in your drawer, uh, put it somewhere at night, and then give it to the kid in the morning. Or just don't have your kid on social media. Don't give your kid a phone. Uh, seems like all easy solutions. I don't know about giving not giving the kid the phone. He's just going to be behind when it comes to at some point when they when they get to middle school, high school. Oh, you've never had a phone, really? And I've been, you know, using this thing. I'm going to be pretty savvy. So there's a there's ability here where they, they get pretty savvy using tech. Uh, and if you don't allow them to do that, then they're not going to learn. Um, the other one that was uh, proposed was, uh, I think, two Republicans proposed this one. The idea that it would allow 14-year-olds to serve alcohol at restaurants. They wouldn't be bartenders. And they wouldn't be able to serve people at the bar. It's just, quote-unquote, seated customers. So apparently if you're at the bar, you're not a seated customer. Uh but uh, this one, this one seems a little bit far fetched too. It's kind of like a band aid, <laughs> a band aid on the problem. How many of these states? There's a lot of these states. Iowa just did this pretty sweepingly, the, the, allowing uh, little kids to work to work some dangerous jobs uh, because because companies don't want to pay people uh, because they got to you know they got to get by themselves, right? They got to pay. They're their top dogs. Uh, it's it's such a such a hard thing to compare because when you talk about like a small business in in Lacrosse, right on downtown Main Street, right uh, that that business is like I feel like the the person that owns that is probably putting in like sixty hours a week, and then he needs some people to help out and to get by, but they can't pay be paid twenty five dollars an hour because then then nobody's making any money. Um, but then you have these giant businesses that are, you know, laying off tens of thousands of people and then buying back their stocks. So which is a thing that I think if I were, if I read this right, that Reagan, uh, President Reagan back in the 80s just allowed. We, we used to not allow corporations to buy to do stock buybacks. Uh, but then we we flipped that law. We should flip that back probably. So. Um, all right. So, and, and the, uh, the whole like TikTok thing is, is kind of funny. The TikTok ban or the social media limiting social media app is kind of funny with this rant that I saw on Facebook about kids not hi- playing hide and seek anymore. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. And if you don't see kids playing hide and seek, it's probably because they're doing a hell of a job. Um, and kids play hide and seek at night. You gotta play it when it's when it's like dusk and, and nighttime. You don't play this thing during the day. Maybe you play kick the can during the day because it's a little bit a little bit different. But um, it's just a funny rant. I didn't get to one story that I wanted to talk about was, and it's on uh, what's what website is it on? I didn't talk about the train derailment either because there's no new news. I, I think they got some of the cars out of the Mississippi River, the trail, the r- train cars, um, but but there's no media release to update us. The only thing is, is there's 
a website now for people in Crawford County to to kind of like tell people the damage that they received because of the train derailment, which isn't which is helpful for those people. But you know, in that email that you send out, you could also like send out like an update. Here's where we're at. Here's the timeline. It sounds like the road might be open by Wednesday. Uh, Brad told me that the trains are going through. Brad Williams in the newsroom. He said the trains are going through, but the traffic can't, which I think is really funny. And I get it a little bit because the the infrastructure there, if you're pulling trains out, you're probably on the road a little bit maybe to get the trains out. Uh, you got to truck them away, right? You can't train them away. But uh, let's make sure, BNSF, BNSF we got to make sure our trains can get back and forth. But you're, you people driving, uh, we'll get to you by Wednesday. So thanks. Thanks there. Thanks for that. And uh, why are we why are we on train tracks that are like flooded over? But the story I didn't get to was on Slate.com, and I'll probably get to this. Yeah, we'll see at some point, maybe on Friday. But the uh, the glorious return of a humble car feature, uh, and I I could rant about this all day. And me and my brother have ranted. My brother's mechanic. We've rant. We've we've moaned about this quite a bit. The touch screen in cars. Like, is it the most annoying thing ever? Like, when I want to change the temperature in my car, I got to hit, like, three different buttons. I got to hit the climate button, then I got to hit the, like, the heat button, and then I got to turn the knob. Uh, but there's, well, I don't have to turn the knob. I have to hit the, the, the touch screen. But there's no knobs. That's the thing. And radio, then I got to go to another touch screen. Uh, so this whole article is kind of devoted to the public outcry that we hate touch screens. And I was like, yes, been kind of mad about that ever since i bought the new car that i have that's not all that new but it's kind of new uh just the annoying the annoying extra steps because of a touch screen when in an old car i could just hit that that lever it hit it all the way up fans on high hit it all the way down fans on low turn the knob heats at 90 turn the knob the other way heats down to you know 50 or whatever uh so it sounds like maybe uh auto dealers or car manufacturers are, are starting to understand that. Um, the next step would be in electric vehicles, especially the giant like iPads that sit on the dashboard that look just like someone super glued it to the dashboard. That would be the next step for me. If I was a car manufacturer, maybe integrate the, if, if you're going to do the iPad or whatever, you know, the touchscreen into an electric vehicle, maybe integrate it into the dashboard a little bit better, but Hey, we don't want that. We want knobs and levers. Go back to knobs and levers. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I think we're going to talk to Senator Brad Path tomorrow.